0: On scripture hello everyone and welcome to the second edition of first thoughts no longer is it whatever it was before the old things have passed away and behold a new thing is emerging a shoot from a stump you might say
1: <laughs> yes you that... might you might say that
0: mm-hmm yeah <laughs> This is First Thoughts. What happens on First Thoughts?
1: Uh, well, we read the scripture. It's <laughs> going to be uh, discussed uh, or preached on the following Sunday. We uh, we wrestle with the text. We think how the text might be speaking to us or how we might be speaking to the text. Am I getting this right? I don't know. <laughs> that, um,
0: that sounds like the basic idea yeah. of what we do. We take a look at the scripture. Sh- Scripture that we're maybe going to use for the upcoming Sunday, perhaps, and we have a little mini Bible study. Yeah, and we sort of, kind of, here's our first thoughts at the start of the week. Yeah, on this scripture passage, ask questions of the text, maybe allow the text to ask questions of us. That was the phrase I was as well. Before. And we go from there, and we start with an opening prayer. Indeed. Is it me? I can't remember. I'll do it. All right. Loving and gracious God, as we gather to begin to study your word this week, ask that your spirit, that your presence might be with us, that our eyes, our hearts, our ears, our whatever might be opened to your holy word. In your gracious and loving name we pray. Amen. Amen. This coming Sunday, possibly, 2 Kings 22, 1 through 20, and then chapter 23, 1 through 3. Yeah. It
1: reads something like this. And grab some coffee, maybe some popcorn, mm-hmm. something to sustain you because it's not short.
0: 2 Kings 22 1 through 20 is the entirety of the chapter. It's all of 2 Kings 22.
1: Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> and then it jumps ahead to 20 Oh, I guess it doesn't jump ahead. It's just No, it just keeps narrative. going narrative. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, concerns Josiah. Maybe we'll talk more about Josiah in a little bit, but in the
1: lineage of
0: kings, yes, mm-hmm. yep. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. He reigned thirty-one years in Jerusalem, which was the correct me if I am wrong, the capital of the southern kingdom of mm-hmm. Judah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Josiah's mother's name was Jadida, daughter of Adiah of Bozkath. Josiah did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the way of his father, David. He did not turn aside to the right or to the left. In the 18th year of King Josiah, the king sent Shaphan, son of Azalea, son of Meshulam, to the secretary, so he sent Shaphan the secretary, to the house of the Lord, meaning the temple, right? Yep. To the house of the Lord, saying, Go up to the high priest Hilkiah, and have him count the entire sum of the money that has been brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the threshold have collected from the people. Let it be given into the hand of the workers who have the oversight of the house of the Lord. Let them give it to the workers who are at the house of the Lord repairing the house, that is, to the carpenters, to the builders, to the masons. And let them use it to buy timber and quarried stone to repair the house. But no accounting shall be asked from them for the money that is delivered into their hand, for they deal honestly. The high priest Hilkiah said to Shaphan the secretary I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord when Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan he read it then Shaphan the secretary came to the king Josiah and reported to him your servants have emptied out the money that was found in the house and have delivered it and have delivered it into the hands of the workers who have oversight of the house of the Lord Shaphan the secretary, informed the king, the priest Hilkiah has given me a book. Shaphan then read it aloud to the king. Apparently the whole thing. <laughs> when the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. What does uh, Old Testament people tearing their clothes mean, Damon? Repentance. Sign of repentance. Yes. Mourning. Yep. Mm-hmm begging of forgiveness. Right? Mm-hmm. Then the king commanded the priest Hilkiah, then the king commanded the priest Hilkiah, Akim, son of Shaphan, Akbor, son of Micaiah, Shaphan the secretary, who we already knew about, and the king's servant Asiah, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me, for the people, and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us, because our ancestors did not obey the words of this book. How could they? It was lost, apparently. To do according to all that is written concerning us. So the priest Hilkiah, Achaim, Akbor, Shaphan, and Esaiah, went to the prophetess Huldah, the wife of Shalom, son of Tikva, son of Haris, Keeper of the wardrobe. She resided in Jerusalem in the second quarter, where they consulted her. She declared to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel Tell the man who sent you to me, Thus says the Lord, I will indeed bring disaster on this place and on its inhabitants, all the words of the book that the king of Judah has read, because they have abandoned me and have made offerings to other gods so that they have promote, provoked me to anger with all the work of their hands. Therefore my wrath will be kindled against this place, and it will not be quenched. But as to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Regarding the words that you have heard, because your heart was, penit- was, because your heart was penitent, And you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard how I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they should become a desolation and a curse. And because you have torn your clothes and wept before me, I also have heard you, says the Lord. Therefore, I will gather you to your ancestors and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes shall not see all the disaster that that I will bring on this place. They took the message back to the king. Then the king directed that all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem should be gathered to him. The king went up to the house of the Lord, and with him went all the people of Judah, all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, the prophets, and all the people, both small and great, He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, keeping his commandments, his decrees, and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. All the people joined in the covenant. And the huzzah went up from the crowd. I added that. I added that. Part. The huzzah part? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought that was Hebrew. Mm. I don't think so. Don't know. I don't know the root of the word huzzah. Craig, what do you got? Craig's very excited about this passage. I'm very excited <laughs> about this passage.
1: Um, well, we have the story of uh, a faithful king. Yeah. And uh, unfaithful people.
0: Mm hmm. Some. Yeah. Maybe. Mm hmm. Is this somebody that Tony must be showing someone the potential bathrooms downstairs? I
1: guess. That's mm-hmm. strange to hear voices when we're up here <laughs> recording our podcast because uh-huh. normally it's a very quiet part of the church. Uh,. Yeah. So a faithful king, uh, an unfaithful people, um, a strange story about remodeling uh, the house of the Lord, which is the temple.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, finding the the book of the covenants there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's there's. I think that this story is possibly more interesting than it's letting on.
1: Okay. We'll, Say more about we'll that. We'll
0: find out. Uh, First of all, we have an eight-year-old king. Right. Um, Which, generally, I think, not a great idea to have an
1: eight-year-old king.
0: Uh,
1: Most eight-year-olds I know would not make very wise kings.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm not entirely sure of what exactly, what realm I would put an eight-year-old in charge of. But it's not a very big realm, I wouldn't say. Okay. Now, he's not eight years old when at the when, for most of this story.
1: So far as we know. Right.
0: <clears throat> he seems to be at least 18 years into his reign, which I guess would make him 18 plus 8. 26. Okay. But still, 26 is not, at least to us, very old in the grand scheme of things. No. Right. Um, there's... I find there's interesting things going on in this passage in terms of there seems to be some sort of, like, insider-outsider sort of thing. Okay. Um, and like, who's... <laughs> to me, there's some sort of, like, who are the real ones is part of the question of this passage, right? Okay. Uh, and Josiah seems to be... He's, he's one of the real ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, And like Josiah's sort of inner circle of advisors, or whomever, Um, this uh, Shaphan, the secretary, Mm -hmm, the secretary, and Hilkiah, who's apparently the chief priest,
1: who finds the book of the law in the temple when it's being remodeled. Look, I found a book. Yeah, right. It'd be Mm -hmm. like Damon. It would be like us starting the remodels for our capital campaign and us maybe not having had a Bible for many years, and you walk into my office and go, look, Greg, I found a book in the remodels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm going to give it to Melissa, the secretary, and she's going to read the whole thing to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the book that they find is described as being uh, the book of the law, which we might assume is would be the Torah, would be the first five books, what we think of as the first five books Correct of the Bible,
1: but in a commentary that I read, they said it was potentially just the book of Deuteronomy.
0: Okay, sure. And I'm not,
1: I'm not sure how they came to that conclusion, but I, I read a couple of commentaries
0: and um, where the where the law is really is the, given.
1: Yes, correct. Hence, hence the mm-hmm. the description of what the book is. Yeah,
0: right? the implication of the like incompetence of the priest of the staff. To have lost, like this is, this is an absolutely foundational document. It, it would be like losing the constitution. Or. Right.
1: If we only had one copy of this in the whole church and it just disappeared and we went on about our business mm-hmm. and then we started a remodel project and the high priest Hilkiah says to Schaaf and the secretary, look, I found the book of the law in the house of the Lord
0: yeah which like like makes me sort of think okay if you and the, obviously we can get lots of copies of the bible pretty quickly and easily um they may have really only had one copy right of deuteronomy or of whatever Torah or whatever was one. yeah and so then i think about if you're not checking back in on your sort of foundations every once mm. in a while mhm um how easy it is to like, no, I'm pretty sure this is right. <laughs> and then we just kind of keep going from there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tried to like play and learn a lot of board games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really easy to like, okay. I th- okay. I think I got this. I know how this works. Like I've read through the rules maybe a couple times. I got this. I know how it works. And then you're playing and you're like, yeah, no, this is how it works, and you keep going, and you like missed one little thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that one little thing affects four or five other things in the game, mm-hmm. but you don't really realize that until you're until you're farther down the road, right? And you realize like, no, this isn't this isn't going to work, or like this doesn't seem right, mm-hmm. and then then you get out your little foundation document.
1: Which is the rules like, of the game.
0: Oh, we messed this up. <laughs> but it, but if you've lost that document, mm-hmm. um, or if you just you set it to the side and you just kind of, okay, we've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've got the faith figured out. If we don't, we'll maybe hang this around. We'll keep it someplace. Yeah. But we've got to figure it out and we'll just go. Uh, so the importance, I think, of sort of checking back in on this on the foundational bits yeah I think is really Im- possibly important from this passage I like that there you go yeah so and that's like Josiah's big be- like he's Josiah these are, we're starting to read the, the beginning of Josiah's reforms mm-hmm uh-huh. and like and he inspires this sort of renewal of the faith. Yeah. In the people. It's the whole back to the basics thing. Mm -hmm. Which is
1: not an inappropriate theme for the Sunday before we start the season of Advent, right?
0: Yeah. Advent helps
1: us to think about returning to the basics or the foundation of our faith. Mm -hmm. um, The incarnation, which is a fundamental precept of of our Christian faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So there's a tie there, potentially.
0: Sure. Yep. Yeah. And I also find it interesting at some point part of the way that the story reads almost seems because Josiah's order is to uh the temple's kind of been collecting money for a while mhm <laughs> and and so go there and order them to to spend the money
1: to do the work yeah
0: to yeah. to repair um or to remodel or to rebuild the temple and that money is supposed to go to the workers, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so there's also, there's, okay, there's like maybe a little subtle um, indictment of there. Of you mean there might've been a little bit of corruption? Like the
1: high priests were collecting money from the people and not using it for the mission of the temple of the Lord?
0: I think there's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's certainly a, a, a possible way of reading it.
1: I think you're, you're, You're accurately reading between the lines here because then when we go on and the king hears the words of the book of the law, the first thing he does is tear his clothes. He realizes they've fallen out of compliance, right? Mm -hmm. They are no longer following the covenant with God and God's people, which would include treating people fairly, paying workers fairly, and not being corrupt and stealing money meant for the the house of the Lord Mm -hmm. or the temple for the priest's own... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Hilkiah doesn't specifically get named as the one who's out of compliance, but the fact that he's named in here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hilkiah's an interesting character to me because he's described as being the chief priest, which means he had some sort of authority, some sort of role of leadership, Mm -hmm. right, within the circle. And he's also... But maybe he's also sort of seeing the the need for reform and 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 joining in it as well, which is interesting. I also like the because it's described here in verse nine. Uh, we've emptied out the money, right? Like we've just like taken the temple and we've just tipped it over <laughs> and shake and shaken out all the money. Um, and also, so it reminds me of two things like the rainy day fund that never gets spent and the number of organizations that have apparently never come across a rainy day in, mm-hmm. in their existence. Um, and then also the, I was reading, it was almost the way that I read it. It was almost as though that book that they found had literally gotten buried underneath the money. And, and when they were emptying out the coffers.
1: Oh, like, here's oh, the covenant yeah, on which we were supposed to yeah. be collecting and spending this money.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. We put it like we put the piggy bank on top of it.
1: And then the piggy bank became the thing. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um,
0: That's... Which would say you know something about priorities, right? Right. Um, and and I think this this is a question that faithful churches have all the time. Mm-hmm. Of we need we need money to run things, mm-hmm. to do things, um, and we tend to need a building to support the ministry mm-hmm. of the church. And how do, we, how do we sort of, I don't know, find the balance of making sure that the money is serving the mission mm-hmm. and that the mission doesn't become serving the money, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which I think would also be a question for like, the individual lives of people of faith as well not just for the organization mm-hmm. at large. But Greg's scribbling things down. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this sort of weird sense that like spending the money equals renewal. I have, I have here a question mark. Dollar sign equals renewal question mark. Is that how it works? I don't know. I don't know what to make of all the son of language. Yeah, well... It, like, there's a real emphasis on lineage for some Im- reason in here. Yeah,
1: and it's important to connect it to the Davidic lineage. Mm-hmm. And
0: then the other the other
1: uh, lineage, obviously it was important to them at the time when they wrote this down to distinguish who was whose kid. Um, in part... Though, because, um, you know, you've got this line, for great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us because our ancestors did not obey the words of this book Mm -hmm. to do according to all that is written concerning us. And they intentionally list the ancestors of the key players in this story. Yeah. And so it's an indictment of of those ancestors Mm -hmm. for not
0: following... Yeah, the, yeah. There's some sort of real, which I think in my mind that was connected to this. Is this an insider-outsider thing? Are they trying to um, be able to identify which families um, are okay and which families are not, or is just because we get the the parents not only of the sort of the main characters in the story. But also the like, even the people who have non-speaking roles mm-hmm. in the story, we we know their parents. Yeah, for some reason as well. Well, it's
1: it's also interesting that um, the king tells them to go inquire of the Lord for me, for the people, and for all of Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found. Yeah, and to inquire of the Lord, this group of of men. Mm-hmm go to Asaiah the prophetess. Yeah. And she speaks for the Lord. She declared to them, thus yeah. says the Lord, the God of Israel, tell the man who sent you to me, thus says the Lord, I will indeed bring disaster on this place and on its inhabitants, all the words of this book the king of Judah has read, because they have abandoned me and have made offerings to other gods so that they have provoked me to anger with all the work of their hands. Therefore, my wrath will be kindled. It will not be quenched. But... Mm-hmm. As the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, say this to him. Regarding the words that you have heard, because your heart was penitent, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard how I spoke against this place and against this inhabitants, because you have torn your clothes and wept, I also have heard you, says the Lord. Therefore, I will gather you to your ancestors, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes shall not see the disaster." Doesn't mean the disaster is not going to happen. It just means that you're not going to be part of the he's disaster. He's gonna,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. he's gonna get out of it somehow,
1: right? But then the king takes this direction and tries to gather up all the people to get them on
0: board with this vision, mm-hmm. right? He's doing the right thing by them, I think. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's the attempt, right? And maybe he's maybe he hears those words, and well, I sort of begged for forgiveness and and seemed to have been granted mercy. So y'all should... So maybe... Yeah. um, Yeah. Does it... um, Where is that? Uh, Who knows? The Lord may yet relent from his anger and um, and offer forgiveness. It's Jonah, isn't it? Oh, man.
1: I don't know where it is. Could... Jonah gets really mad at the Lord for relenting from his anger and not destroying Nineveh.
0: Yeah, I want to say it's like... Joel, okay, or something, but some other prophetic book, yeah. Um, where we where we hear that line of scripture? Certainly. Yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting. This and you, in verse thirteen, go inquire of the Lord for me, for the people, and for all Judah. Mm Hmm. And I was trying to figure out. Is Josiah asking them to inquire about these entities separately? Or are we to think of them as sort of one and the same? Or on behalf of... Yeah. Like, is Josiah... Does Josiah want three separate judgments? (laughs) Or is Josiah speaking sort of uh, metaphorically in the way of... For me, for people, for all of Judah... I'm I'm looking for one judgment Mm -hmm. for all of us. Or or does Josiah really want... I want to know what my sentence is. (laughs) What the people... I don't know what would be meant by the people. And then for Judah. Because she gives two separate... Judgments. Yeah. Judgments.
1: But then Josiah turns around and tries to... To bring the merciful judgment to all the people. Seems like it, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm.
1: Then the king directed that all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem should be gathered up to him. The king went up to the house of the Lord, and with him all the peoples of Judah, all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, priests, prophets, all the people, both small and great. And Mm -hmm. he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, reminding them, this is what you're supposed to be doing, folks. Right? Yeah. And the king stood by the pillar, made a covenant before the Lord, or it says made a covenant, but he's kind of renewing an existing covenant, right? Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. To follow the Lord, keep his commandments, his decrees, and his statutes with all of his heart, all of his soul, to perform the words of the covenant that have been written in this book. All the people joined the covenant. So they've (laughs) they've all come back. They've come to repent. Yes. um, And receive. We would
0: assume also including the leaders of the temple. Right. Right, yeah. And in that paragraph, I started underlining um, all all of the times that the word "all" mm-hmm. showed up, and I got tired of it and stopped <laughs> <laughs> because the totality described within that in those three verses mm-hmm. is is almost overwhelming. They may have just included and and the people from all the ends of the earth, right? Showed up as well. And also joined in the covenant, which that does remind me of um, of Jonah. Mm-hmm. And the the king of Nineveh gathers up and says, okay, we're all going to wear sackcloth, and we're all going to fast, mm-hmm. and we're all going to mourn, including all of our livestock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they dress up the sheep and the goats and the pigs in sackcloth as well. Yeah. And so just this sort of, we're all... Everybody, every last mouse and goose is going to join in this covenant.
1: Right. So it's, I mean, it's a story of people returning to the fundamentals, returning to the basics, right? Mm-hmm. Renewing this covenant that they perhaps, not perhaps, that they have strayed from.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so it's the same story that we read in Hosea. It's the same story we read in Isaiah. It's It's this same... Theme that repeats itself over and over and over and over again in the Old Testament.
0: Mhm: Yeah, I agree. In this passage, it seems like a slightly less conscious decision. Okay. To, in some ways to me, mm-hmm. in that um, rarely do you mean to lose something, right? if it was lost. <laughs> um, yeah, rarely do you mean to lose something. But still, you've lost it nonetheless, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, it's, it, it portrays that same sort of uh, cycle. I don't know if cycle is really the right word mm-hmm. or not. Uh, pattern of behavior of yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. We we have strayed, um, and in this passage, the. People do come back, right? Um, and some of the other prophetic, you just get the like in Isaiah, you really mostly just get the woe, right? Um, you just get the accusation, right? (laughs) A lot of times, um, and then here you get them returning, but
1: I don't know what else. I think there's some themes in there that'll preach.
0: Okay. Okay. Is that it? I think that's it. Okay, That's all that we have to say about that.
1: Indeed, that's it. For now. Alright. Should we talk about what's happening in the life of the church? Let's do it. Alright, well, uh, first of all, thank you to those who stuck around after worship on Sunday to help with the hanging of the greens. Uh, Y'all got our church decorated and it is beautiful and ready for the season of Advent. Thank you for that. Um, There is garland everywhere you look know yep.
0: yep, all of the church is all covered with all of the garland and all of the lights and the, all of the thing. And if for some re- if somehow you missed out on the opportunity to, to to hang a green, then be on the lookout next year. <laughs> Put it on your calendar for now for next year. So there you go. There you
1: go. Uh, but we'll also be unhanging the greens.
0: Yeah, uh, I have just started saying removing. Oh, you don't like unhanging? <laughs> it, just seems, it just sounds so weird. <laughs> it's better than de-hanging. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think that either of them are better than removing.
1: <laughs> Taking down the greens?
0: Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Removing is one less syllable.
0: Yeah. I thought about this for years and years and years. And you've stuck with removing. You've landed landed on removing the green. Two years ago, I just thought, oh, removing. (laughs) Why don't we just use an English word that we know and use a lot?
1: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So we'll be doing that in January. Stay tuned. Uh, In the meantime, uh, this Sunday is, uh, well, this week is Thanksgiving week. This Mm -hmm. Sunday uh, is the Sunday of Thanksgiving week. And so what that means for us is that there will not be any Sunday school hour, no confirmation No adult ed or no children or youth Sunday school. uh, But we'll have our 830 contemplative service followed by our 1030 traditional service in the sanctuary. We hope you can join us for that. It promises to be a delightful service. Um, And then we roll into uh, the season of Advent, which is very exciting. That season of Advent begins with uh, Family Advent Craft morning on December the 2nd. We'll remind you of this again next week. Um, And then December the 3rd, which is not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, and will be the first Sunday of Advent, uh, there will be an adult ed forum on the cantata that will be shared on December the 10th. Uh, You won't want to miss that. Hannah Jensen-Heitman, who I think Damon knows, uh, has been... Working tirelessly on this, and last Sunday she presented uh, a forum on the cantata. She'll be presenting again on December the 3rd, so join us for that. And then plan to join us on December 10th for the presentation of the cantata, uh, which promises to be a really moving worship service that tells the story of God and God's work through God's people, through the voices uh, and stories of women in the Bible, Uh, starting with uh, Sarah and Abraham moving up through the Old Testament and ending with Elizabeth and then Mary and the birth of Jesus for Advent. Did I get that about right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, I mean, technically it starts with Mary. Kind of the idea of it is, I mean, it covers all of those things, certainly. So in the Gospel of Luke, the angel Gabriel shows up, and Mary is perplexed by all of these sorts of things. And so sort of wondering... Where does Mary possibly sort of turn to gain insight, inspiration, wisdom, courage for what she has just been told um, she'll be a part of? And, and we assume that Mary would have known the stories of her ancestors mm-hmm. um, who had, had also found themselves in some moment in their life sort of called to, to the title of the cantata is Bearers of the Divine. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and she would know these stories of other women who had been in their lives called to be bearers of the divine in some way. And so what sorts of things might Mary have gleaned from those stories, um, that might have, have helped her in her journey. So there you have it. That's it. Come join us for
1: the adult Ed forum on December 3rd to learn more about this. And then come join us for worship on December 10th to hear, The cantata in its entirety will be the world premiere of what promises to be a very meaningful cantata. So we hope you'll join us for that. Um, And then we're looking towards uh, the other Sundays at Advent and then our Christmas Eve, which happens to fall on a Sunday this year uh, of Advent 4. So we will not have an early service that day, but we'll have our 1030 worship service and then we'll have our normal Christmas Eve lineup. Uh, of the afternoon service at College View, the 5.30 family service, the 7.30 traditional service, and the 11 o'clock um, contemplative Vespers service?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are all accurate, I would, I would say. So.
1: All right. Anything else we should share? I guess I could share, uh, if you weren't in worship on Sunday and didn't catch the, uh, the recording of it, Uh, We did share some exciting news about our capital campaign, Um, and that news is that uh, we're done (laughs) for now. Um, We've received pledge cards and uh, gifts from church members, and uh, our goal for the capital campaign was $2 million, and we actually exceeded that goal. We've raised $2.22 million yeah Um, so we exceeded our goal and uh, that means we'll be able to complete every project that we have on the list and also are making a wish list of additional projects we might be able to do uh, which we're excited about and so grateful to our church family for your generosity for believing in the vision of the capital campaign and for investing in it so thank you for that and we're excited about what it means for the future of the church particularly around the themes of hospitality Accessibility, uh, being family friendly, and then of course preservation and maintenance of our uh, of our historic building, which serves as a tool for ministry and mission. So. Yeah, very much so. Prayer time. I can do that. Okay, let's uh, let's pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you, thank you for your holy word. Even when it's strange, obscure stories that we perhaps haven't studied before, but thank you for giving us minds to. Think about them and wrestle with them and think about how these ancient stories would still speak to us today. Thank you for the opportunity to reflect on these things, record these conversations, and share them so that they may provide some food for thought for others as well. Bless and guide our study and preparation for worship this week so that on Sunday it is your name that we proclaim and you that we give glory to. It's in Jesus' holy and loving name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, then, with all those things said and done, until next time, toodaloo.